Welcome to Pressing the Unmute Button Podcast, a safe, non-judgmental space for women of color to speak our minds. Your hosts are KB, Jules, and Nail. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 5, Working While Black in Corporate America, Protecting the Mental Health of Black Women. Let's get into it, sis. It's time to press unmute. Hey, y'all. Hey. Hello. Hey, y'all. Happy Friday. We got some stuff to cover tonight. We got some some stuff to cover tonight. Um, So, yeah. So please do us a favor and make sure that you are sharing this to your newsfeed, sharing this um, to your friends, your family. Let them know, hey, if they are a Black woman in corporate America or have been in corporate America, this is a conversation that can definitely be beneficial for them this evening. How was y'all week? Y'all week was all right, okay? Mm. Or no? Mm. Kindergarten still t- kicking my tail. Kindergarten mm. still <laughs> kindergarten still t- tickling <laughs> your tail. <laughs> kicking your tail. <laughs> really well. Anyway, how was y'all week? It's Friday. I don't know about y'all, but my week was kind of pretty, you know, chill for the most part. Shannon said my week kicked my butt, but I survived because I got Jesus in therapy. Hello. Hallelujah. Hey, the key, the key word is and. Not and or, but and. Jesus and therapy. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Like, I'm looking forward to sitting on the virtual couch next week. Because it's been a minute. We not going to do that tonight, production. I'm going to just go ahead and let y'all know tonight may get a little bit heavy. Uh It it may be a little bit heavy, but I do think the topic and conversation is needed. Okay. Okay, I think it is one that we, we definitely need to have considering the platform we're building. Tonight's topic is mm-hmm. working while black mm-hmm. in corporate America, protecting black women's mental health. Okay. Y'all ready to press on mute? I say, is y'all ready to press on mute? Oh, you asking me? Oh, yeah. Let I go. didn't know you was asking us. My bad. Come on. We ready. Let's go. What? If you let me handle my job. Ma'am, it's a home. Yeah. Production. Can you give me a cue or something? Okay. I'm ready. Just flow from here on out. Um, so I do want to give a slight disclaimer. Okay, I'm just gonna put this out there. This is a safe space. There's no judgment. Mm -hmm. However, comma, the opinions and experiences that we share tonight is not a reflection of any previous employer or anyone, it's our personal experience, okay? It's just our personal experience, our opinions. No one else's, okay? So I just want to put that out there. Don't anybody say anything, try to share a screenshot, all that good stuff, that disclaimer has been given. So, anyway, I went and did a little research. Okay, what you got for us? And I had no idea that there was a whole study a yearly study called Women in the Workplace. And it is by a consulting firm called McKinsey and Company and leanin.org, which is uh, kind of a subsidiary or organization from Facebook to mm-hmm. help uh, women in the work in the workplace and in, in the marketplace. Um, and this is what I found out. I, I'm not going to play with you, production over there. Um, so let's see. Between 2015 and 2021, there have been over 750 companies that have participated in the study. 
and more than a quarter of a million people were surveyed in their workplace experiences. Um, they've surveyed more than 65,000 employees and they've conducted interviews with women of diverse identities, including women of color, LGBTQ women, and women with disabilities. So, oh, what? I was gonna say that's outdated because they missing some letters, but it's got the plus on there. I didn't know what that meant. That's what it means. Ah, okay. What is you supposed to say? The plus sign? Yeah, LGBTQ plus. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. My apologies. Everybody? The all the other letters. I don't really know. I didn't know if that's that's what teach me something on today. Yeah. So this is what we found out, y'all. And this is a huge study. Like I was just baffled at how deep they got into it. I was like, okay, I think I'm gonna have to use some of this. Yeah, because when I saw that, I was like, dang, we're going to go on all of that? Oh, uh, no. So, there's, I went to the section specifically for uh, women in the workplace, specifically women of color. Mm -hmm. And the study showed that women of color face more challenges and get less support. Okay? And do. And do. So, this year's report says that even after a year of increased focus on diversity and inclusion, you know, that was kind of like the strategic initiative last year for different companies to start these DNI initiatives or diversity and inclusion initiatives. But even after that, and all of the racial, uh, racial, racial equity in corporate America, women of color continue to face significant bias and discrimination at work. Catch this. They're also experiencing similar types of microaggressions at similar relative frequencies as they were two years ago. So 2019. Yeah. 2018, 2019. So I wanted to open the floor. You're just going to keep clicking on the phone and see if it was going to come up. That's all right, baby. I do the same thing, production. I wanted to open up the floor tonight and ask, you know, what's been your experience in corporate America? In regards to? Just, just general, basic you know, we'll kind of break it down into there are like four other statistics that I'm going to go over that kind of get to different aspects of that. But oh, that cover, bro. He on Facebook now. Oh, yeah, he on. Hey, Jamie. Y'all don't want to share what y'all experience? Oh, I well, I mean, I need a, I need a, like, so I, I'll start it off. So for me, overall, just general, for me in corporate America, I would say for the most part, my good has outweighed the bad. And I say that because when I look at these studies and look at the statistics, for me to be a woman, to be an African-American and then an African, and then an African-American woman with only a high school diploma. And if you, if you follow me, if you know me personally, you know, kind of like, the um, journey that I've had in corporate America with various positions, various uh, opportunities and things of that nature. It doesn't really match up with what the study is saying, but that does not mean that I have not experienced some uh, negative or not positive experiences in corporate America. So that's why I just say high level, just mm -hmm. overall general, what has your experience been in corporate America? Um, for me, I will say on the flip side, I do have a bachelor's degree 
Um, but when it came to trying to get certain positions, I didn't have enough experience. Hmm. But they didn't want to offer the experience. Um, and then now I'm in a good position. I mean, I'm, I mean, we can always make more money, I'm sure. Right. But <laughs> I make okay. I make decent money, thank the Lord. Um, but now sometimes I feel like my stature kind of scares people. You know, sometimes I have the RBF. Mm-hmm. So um, I am known to speak my mind. Um, so that's one of the things. A lot of times at first I was very afraid to speak my mind or feel like what I what is right is right and what's mm-hmm. wrong is wrong. Because I'm an analytical thinker. So if you saying let's do this and this and that, if that don't make sense to me, I got questions. Right. And so I've had employees where they literally went back and forth with me. And then when I'm telling you how this this and that, then you want to write me up. Mm-hmm. But you didn't do that with so and so, so and so. So it's the picks and chooses mm-hmm. that has happened with me. I think my experience is overall the same. Um, I have been for, afforded many opportunities. Uh, I think your seat just low. That's why y'all can't see me. Go ahead. Um, you made me forget what I was going to say. I, I have been afforded many opportunities. Um, I have been told that I'm intimidating mm. because I do speak my mind not necessarily even speak my mind I'm I'm challenging if like Janelle said if something don't sound right to me or if mm-hmm. I feel like it could be done a better way right. especially for my time hello say, somebody uh, you know I kind of get well Kitra you know you never just just go with just the flow. go along yeah That's nah because right. I ain't got time for that you know right. uh I got I got some other things I need to be doing um but Overall, I have had a good experience. Um, I've heard some horror stories that I cannot identify with, praise the Lord. Um, but yes, overall, overall, I've had some good experiences. So, you, oh, but I've had some bad, right? Yeah. We're we gonna, yeah, we gonna get into some of those. So, both of you ladies kind of brought up the um, the conversation or the topic of. Um, microaggression. So the study also stated that while women, just women in general, are more likely than men to face microaggressions that undermine them professionally, such as being interrupted or having their judgment questioned, many women of color experience them at a higher rate. Okay. At a higher rate. Can I, can I add something mm-hmm. while it's on my mind? Yeah. I think another reason too, why I and probably you guys too, have been able to have such good experiences is because we know how to switch yes back and so forth. and there's a difference between code switching and being able to know how to when to be professional right. and when to, absolutely. absolutely right although uh like there was a situation when i called someone out on basically not being equal mm. mm-hmm um and really it was it was they were asking for accommodations and i'm like listen i have already changed everything for you you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. y'all gotta meet me halfway yeah pretty much that's how i said it 
Uh, in an email. So this email was sent to straight to my department chair. Mm. But instead of my department chair coming to me, she sent someone else. And so I was like, but I copied you on that email. Mm -hmm. We had already had a conversation about it, Mm -hmm. which is why I said what I said. So why am I? Why am I in here again? Right. Help, help, help me, me understand. understand. Make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> because I intimidated them. It wasn't professional. I said, you read it and you tell me. Did you Where did I intimidate you at in this email? Did you did you think I was unprofessional? If you thought so, why didn't you say something as soon as I sent it? Because I, I copied you on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so, a lot of times so it's me. just they're not you they don't want women of color to mm-hmm. speak their mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily like we said, speak our mind in a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's just, look, X, Y, and Z, this is what's going to work. I just need y'all to roll with me. Like, why you got to give me so much pushback? Mm-hmm. But then it's like, they give us the pushback. Mm-hmm. And then we give the pushback. Like Keisha said, then it's intimidating. It's a problem. So, but it's the big wigs that ain't working in the positions that we're in. True, because they're at the top. They're not in the gutter with us. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, now I won't even say the gutter. They're not in the trenches with us actually right. doing the job. So kind of like what. So those experiences that you are having, oddly enough, I didn't experience that. and I haven't experienced that. Um in really any of my jobs. Um, and I believe two things that have contributed to that is number one, just the grace and favor of God of me having uh, managers that were either African-American. <laughs> so, you know, they didn't take the RBF as anything yeah. abnormal, or I actually did have a, a Caucasian manager that was really my ally. Um, and went to bat for me. But I think that was mostly in part to um, there were opportunities where individuals tried to throw me under the bus or mm-hmm. question my judgment, mm-hmm. but my work ethic and my documentation okay. kind of like spoke for it. Um, and the I remember the first time I ever got thrown under the bus in corporate America. It was my very first ever training class. Um, they basically said, I didn't teach them nothing, but I I wasn't as thorough in my documentation. I was a newbie. I didn't really know them, you know, right. taking kind of, you know, naive approach. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll never forget. Uh, we're going to call her Jennifer Lopez because I don't want to put nobody name out there. But she was a Hispanic uh, manager. And when I say she ripped me a new one and I really thought I was getting ready to get fired. But af- after I came out of that situation, it was like. Oh, geez, I don't ever want to go through that again. It was like from that point on, I've been very meticulous in my documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think because of that, because of the work ethic and reputation that I built at certain corporations, if people try to come and say, well, Julie is intimidating or Julia did X, Y, Z. You know, I had a boss that would say, is that factual? Is that something that you're sensing internally? Like, that? is right. that on you? Because right. Clearly, this is the documentation. She didn't raise her voice. She didn't call you out. Her, you know, she was very professional in her documentation mm-hmm. and her emails. So I always kind of had that to cover oh, me. I believe in documentation. You know, um, so I never really, I've never really experienced those types of microaggressions in corporate America. Um, now, Shannon said, 
code switching for the sake of crossing cultures to be effective ones from in what code switching of oh okay code switching for the sake of crossing cultures comes Calms. to be effective ones <laughs> from a desire <laughs> Code switching for the sake of hoping to be accepted comes from a demand to switch. One has a negative and the other has a positive. Yeah. Absolutely, mm -hmm. Shannon. And I'm not saying this because she's my sister, but I'm I'm grateful that Shannon is on the live tonight because her field um, is in diversity and inclusion. And so um, she has been somewhat of a champion and, and change agent, if you will, for her current POE. And so I'm grateful to have her and have her wisdom and insight on here. Um, now, I told y'all I had a monkey wrench to throw at y'all, okay? I had kind of a, yeah, I really wasn't going And she throwing it on this. everybody because when Because, look, you see me, you listen to you guys. I don't think you guys know the, I think I've shared all of this with y'all, the depth, but I didn't experience those microaggressions in, I don't really know if I want to equate this to corporate America, but I feel like it still is somewhat corporate in the sense of what we're talking about. But I didn't experience any of those microaggressions or um, any type of difference or bias until I actually left corporate America and entered into ministry with a nonprofit Christian organization mm -hmm. that made me question my salvation. Well, not my salvation, but made me not question your, not, your salvation. not my salvation, but it made me question uh it made me question how would other people of color would feel if they came into the organization and they were new believers, mm -hmm. you know, cause I, I've been in the game long enough. I, I know all about church hurt and yeah. I know kind of, you know, turn the other cheek. I know how to, ex you know, talk about extending grace. I don't always extend grace, but I, I know about we all know of about the it. church, <laughs> the church culture. Right. right. I, I, I know about it. And so, for someone that is new to the faith, that's not really, I was re like, my heart mm -hmm. grieved because there were certain situations where I was like, man, if I was a new Christian, I'd be like, forget y'all, forget y'all, Jesus, y'all can have this. I'm gonna go back to the world where I'm loved and accepted. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was so mind blown to come into an organization where I'm thinking my faith going to be built up. Right. You know, I'm going to be a better Christian. It's going to help my work, walk with the Lord. And, you know, it's going to be all hunky dory. And then you get there. And these clear people are looking at you like you're nothing. Mm. You know, um, we're trained as African-Americans when we wake up or when we when we enter into a room to speak. Good morning. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Oh, it bugs me when they don't, though. You know, um, and it's like, don't nobody say nothing. Yeah. They look at you. It was almost like they would look at you not like you had cow boo boo on you but they would look at you as though jesus didn't die for people that looked like us they only he only died for people that looked like them and so that that made me feel some type of way and it was almost like i had to walk on eggshells the entire 374 days that i was employed there nah. it was, yeah yeah but and i'm gonna tell you why i don't know if, now i will say well here's the thing okay the reason why was i was not the only one that i was thinking of because I had a relative that worked there as well. Okay. 
and I didn't want to cost them their job because I just feel like I'm, if I turn into the real Jay Nicole, into the real Tasmanian Everybody devil, I'm going to knock all this stuff over and <laughs> they're going to be like, hey, you and your relative got to go. Y'all got to go because see, she done told up I, like it really got that bad. And so yeah. that was the only reason why I walked on eggshells. Now, in corporate America, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and you can say what you're going to say. But at the end of the day, I said what I said and I'm going to move on. What were you going to say, Keisha? Mm-hmm. What? Ain't no way I'm going to go to work every day and be uncomfortable. 374 days. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you doing the math for me. Mm-hmm. Baby, I counted them days. Right. Do you hear me? Because yeah, it was like... If I'm going to walk in and I'm going to speak, mm-hmm. and you going to speak. Right. Y'all know. Oh, I can do yeah. it. Well, yeah. we know. <laughs> we know. Well, you gonna like, speak. If I'm going to be uncomfortable, you're going to be uncomfortable. Well, you we like, know. I was holding Christian, the door open see. for somebody. You know, we wasn't working. You know, I'm being nice holding the door open because it's the end of your day. you trying to clock right. out and go. So the first person, thank you. The second person, come out. I said, you're welcome. I said, see, Lord, they be trying to scare me. And do. Yeah. But see, that, and that's the thing, too. We got, we got to, we have to, everybody ain't, wasn't raised the way we was raised. And, and wasn't. And it she ain't our job no to teach Yeah. It ain't our job None. to teach Yeah. None. So you got to come in, do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Don't know how, like they say, come in, clock in. What they Do say, your job, mind anyway. your business. Eat your cheese sandwich. And go home. Yeah, and like, that's it. So this kind of leads me to my next kind of, or next portion of the uh, survey or study mm-hmm. is about diversity and inclusion. It's the next one. The next one. The next one. Yeah, you behind. That's all right. Um, So... Uh, hey, Crystal, thanks for joining. Um, tonight's topic hey, is working while black in corporate America, protecting the mental health of black women. Right, Leslie. Leslie said it ain't our job to teach them, but we do have to teach them That's how to it, treat Leslie. us. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, and I'm going to tell you how I taught them. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Um, so this next stat is that even though we navigate difficult experiences, we still are the ones that are pushing our companies to do better. Mm-hmm. It also says that black women are more likely than any other group of employees, including men of color and women of other races and ethnicities, to spend a substantial amount of time on diversity and inclusion work that falls outside of their formal job responsibilities. Mm-hmm. They're also more likely to speak out against bias and discrimination at work and are more likely to experience retaliation in doing in doing so. You got scared? No. <laughs> she got scared. She thought I X the whole thing. So as far as, and you can talk about in your entire experience uh, with corporate America, um, have you all experienced or been a part of any diversity and inclusion initiatives uh, while you've been in corporate America? Mm-hmm. We all had to take this. Everybody had to take this class on bias. I'm gonna say, yeah, we've had some classes. Oh, said you talking well, sis. I'll tell you. So I was trying to keep you incognito, but since you just want to be all out there, yes, you're gonna have to tell me how I taught them later, ma'am. Oh. What diversity and inclusion programs? It yes, we we took the class. Mm-hmm. It wasn't helpful mm-hmm. only because uh, some of my counterparts 
who are not African American or any minority group okay. feel that they're experts on this. Girl, that's like clear people. And so felt that they could teach the class by sharing so many experiences. Oh, well, I've never done that. And I would never do that. And I mean, like that was the whole class. Like the trainer didn't even get to get through there whole presentation because yeah, I feel this, like y'all this one person on. because mm-hmm. she has 0.05% no, she ain't no she ain't no Becca no Karen she got points she did her ancestry too and she got points zero five percent African American <laughs> African in her and so she just oh she know mm. <laughs> but that was it oh and then they put statements on the everybody website about what we believe and mm-hmm. but nothing that was of substance. Nah, I don't say nothing. Nah, I don't say right. nothing. What about you, Neil? Um, we've had some trainings. Um, I draw do offer trainings, like one of them is called Ouch. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. like Ouch, you hurt, you know, like when someone hurts your mm-hmm. feelings or whatever. That one, and then, um, there was another one that they did. I can't remember the name of because I took it when I first got there, but I don't necessarily feel like it helped either because it helped me you know mm-hmm. to know what i need to look because i had my staff take it to look for them but i don't feel like it helped the whole place of employment mm-hmm. if everybody isn't taking the opportunity especially upper management yeah so in all of what you say that part I say, <laughs> <laughs> well in my last three employers year that year you yes there has been Diversity and inclusion initiatives well, or programs. I don't, I don't, I think it's diversity. Oh, okay. No, I think in the survey diversity they put and inclusion. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, diversity, uh, equity, and inclusion. I didn't understand that in here, but I just kept it what I understood, which is diversity and inclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, we have employee resource groups. That's kind of broken down into like veterans, uh, women's employee resource group. Uh, and one of my POEs, I was actually, you laughing at me because I said POE? No, I was oh. Um, I was actually one of the national chairs for the generational um, that kind of blended all of the generations together so that we could all learn from one another. Mm-hmm. You know, you got those baby boomers mm-hmm. that feel like they're going to slave for you till they die and you ain't loyal and we've done it this way and that's how we're always going to do it. Then you've got, you know, you know that even happens in ministry. Okay. Yeah, you've got the millennials, <laughs> you got the Gen Xers and all of them other letters. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of just spearheaded how we could create key initiatives for all of the sites to be able to have somewhat of a melting pot. I said all that to say this, diversity and inclusion groups and diversity and inclusion initiatives don't mean anything if they're not gonna, if it's not gonna be any substance behind it. Correct. Um, hey, Mama Marguerite, she said, people that try to defend themselves are the first ones to do it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. A hit dog will always holler. Mm-hmm. They're gonna always be the first one to say something. Shannon said, if you are silent about your pain, They'll kill you and say you enjoyed it. Absolutely. Zora Neil Hurston. You better sell them when it hurts and they are out of order. Neil. Neil sorry, I don't know them. I mean, I know her. 
these kids are about to have a condition sit over there. Like, I'm really about to take my mouth off and just give it to her and have, let her have it for the rest of the night. Hey, Cerinthia. And get out her jumping over the Girl. Like, oh my God. But Shannon, you are absolutely right, which is why I was very bold about tonight's topic. I'm not holding back. Now, I'm not going to name drop per se, but if you know me, if you're close to me and Shannon, you know who we're talking about, what we're talking about. But I'm not going to just come out there and put that on blast because trust me, Twitter is tan them up enough on Twitter right now. Um, but you you can't be silent about it. I, that's the whole premise behind pressing unmute. You know, we got to talk about it. Um, so this next stat is about allyship. So um, allyship from more privileged colleagues can make a big difference in women of color's experiences. This is what the study is saying now, y'all. Mm -hmm. When women of color feel like they have strong allies at work, they are happier in their jobs, less likely to be burned out and less likely to consider leaving their companies. But although more than three quarters of white employees consider themselves allies to women of color at work, far fewer are consistently taking key allyship actions. So this graph right here, 77%, uh, this is in the gray, consider white employees consider themselves allies to women of color at work. And they asked women of color, what, what does allyship look like? What do those actions look like? And so 21% said, advocate for new opportunities for women of color. 39% said actively confront discrimination against women of color. 43% said give credit to women of color for their ideas at work. I don't know, baby. If I did it, oh, you gonna know. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna be no take. You took it from who? No, ma'am. She ain't gonna do no that. Taking she ain't do that because I'm 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 gonna let you know right. that I did that. Um 45% said educate themselves about the experiences of women of color. And 10% said um, mentor or sponsor one or more women of color. Quite honestly, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want a white employee to sponsor me or mentor, or, or mentor me, rather. Because mm -mm, I ain't your puppet. Right. Like, I don't sponsor. I, I, I would prefer a, a, a person of color in leadership to mm -hmm. mentor me. Um, not to say that there's anything wrong, because I've had some white mentors. You know, I've only you know, had one that were dope. I mean, they really were. But supervisor, and she now that that rallying mm -hmm. and going to bat for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, she did that. Yeah, she yeah. she did that. And she, the one I got now is super dope too. Y'all know that. Of course, <laughs> she ain't tuning in tonight. I don't see her, but shout out to her. So, um. Teacher, you said you were going to put a pin in giving credit to women of color for their ideas at work. Oh, uh, yeah, because um, that's not always a... <clears throat> oh, PKJ said the C-suite has to get involved on DEI. I yes. Say, I don't even know what the C-suite is. That was an inside message. No, manager level and higher. Oh, okay. Giving credit to women of color for yes, their ideas that, Yes, that's not always a, a thing. Like, um, I've, I've experienced actually several times where um, I'll say something, maybe in a meeting, come up with an idea. Hey, guys, oh, yeah, this will work. That. <laughs> and immediately they'll be like, no, it won't. No, mm -hmm. that won't work. Let's let's try something else. And then they'll turn right back around and two minutes later thing. and say the same thing I just said as mm -hmm. if they made it up. And then I just said, yep, you're right. 
Nah. See me? I'm gonna be like, I just that's said not this. Exactly what I just said. No, it don't sound like that's <laughs> what I just said. So this this is the thing. So the way I have an ally, mm-hmm. but that ally looks like me. Not mm-hmm. okay, yeah. Okay. So it might not be the same thing. Yeah. But that's yeah. we find solace right in one another. Um so when I'm saying, mm-hmm, yep, that's a good idea. She's saying, Keisha, ain't that what you just said? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I just said. Oh, okay. I thought so. Because I, I thought that's, that's what I heard. That's I mean. thought that's what I heard. That's you know? what she's a fan, bro. But yeah. you know, it, it's just... Um... You know, you get that face too. You be like... Yeah. Because that's me. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Good, sure. good job. Good idea. Right. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, I was watching uh, Wonder Years. I don't know if y'all have started watching that yet, but the remake with the Black family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the mama. It was take your son to work day or something. And basically, that's how she got everything done. She had just had, like, pulled a meeting. It was a problem. She had pulled everybody in, said, this is what we need to do. Mm-hmm. They all was like, no, we can't do that. We'll do 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 So then the manager comes in, and he's like, there's a problem, da 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 And she was like, yes, I know. And so she's feeding him the words. Mm-hmm. So you, we need to do a... Right. And he'll say it. And she's like, yep. And then, so you need John to do... Right. Yeah, yeah. uh huh. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like, that's me at work every day. Right. <laughs> every day. Right. Uh, wait a minute. Shannon said, diversity is not the same thing as inclusion. Diversity invites people to the table, but inclusion empowers your voice to be heard while you're at the table. Diversity without inclusion is shallow marketing. I do not wish to sit at any tables that want my skin for marketing, but not my voice for truth and perspective. And that is by Dr. Alexander. Shit, what's the, you come, what, baby, the quotes for me? So okay. here's the thing. So here's the thing. How she turns to you to see how to... <laughs> so this is what Shannon does. Okay. Shannon is, she is the oneness and diversity. Um, coordinator, manager, I'm sorry, sis, I don't know the official title, but at her POE, she is currently the oneness and diversity go-to person. And we're going to talk about being the only and double situations. Um, now, you are absolutely right, Shannon, because I cannot tell you how many times at this Christian organization, I was asked about my experience and they didn't do nothing with what I'm telling you. So finally, I stopped going to the table because it's like I never told y'all. Well, if you don't come get this y'all. white chick you got over here. I'm finna, I'm finna mess the whole whole building up, baby. It's gonna it's, be it's, some it's finna, shaking the table. It was gonna be some shaking her neck because I'm gonna tell you what she did. Um, I didn't know you back then, but I don't. I really didn't have. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> she cornered me in my cube, oh. and I had nowhere to go. Oh, you were in my personal space. I had nowhere to go to bully me and tell me. Um, I was not allowed to take off for a doctor's appointment because that was during a mandatory town hall. I don't give a flying flip about your town hall. Mm-hmm. I got to go see if this is a cyst on my jaw. I'm, my mouth hurt. Okay. I and I got to go. Um, mind you, um, the kind of intensity of this particular circumstance was I had almost lost my dad. Like literally he almost died from a dental procedure eight months prior. So in my head, I'm like, I, I'm just trying to make sure I don't be in the same predicament my daddy was in. You know, right. like people don't think dental issues are serious, but, but they, they are very serious. Like my mm-hmm. my dad was literally in the hospital, almost lost his life for a month. 
that scared me. So I'm right. like, I don't care nothing about your town hall meeting. I'm steady saying, well, if you need to write me up, ma'am, write me up. Well, if you need to up. fire me, Let me I go. understand. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the doc. And then I finally had to just look at her and say, I'm not asking for your permission. I'm telling, I'm telling you, mm -hmm. I'm not coming to work next Thursday. Mm -hmm. Well, can you go today or can you go? Is there another day you can go? Finally, like I literally had to push her out the way to get a I'm confined to a cubicle. Now, you know, in any other situation right. at this at this particular time, we throw a hand because you right. in my personal bubble. My personal I'm space. trying, I'm really trying to spare old Becky. I, I really am. And the only thing I knew to do was I gotta get out of here because if I don't, it's gonna be a casualty. Mm -hmm. And the first place I ran to was my sister. She was like three rows over. I'm like, hey, you gotta come get this chick because at be this good. point in time, I'm using profanity oh, and Lord. Shannon is like, wait a minute, hold on, what's going on? Let's go pray about it. Uh, where the prayer room? Uh, come on, I'm like, I don't want to hear none of that. Oh, no. I, I don't want to hear none of that. Uh, come get her because I've never been bullied right. like that. Here's the catcher. Later on that evening, my white counterpart that sits in the cube next to me slides his little self over and say, You know, I heard her when she was asking you and just kept badgering you about. You know, you taking off earlier. I was just like, she's she's doing too much. I started to say something, but then I was like, that's none of my business. So you just gonna let me sit there. You're right, you're right. Eat mm -hmm. your cheese sandwich, sir. I don't even expect for you to do anything. But when I say I saw a totally different side of my sister that day, because <laughs> my sister went and rallied. HR and some more people, because at this point I'm crying. Right. Now y'all know when a black person cry in situations I'm like that, it ain't because they feelings hurt. Right. It's because they can't get you like they want to get you. Right. Okay. So I've been in those situations where I've verbalized that at tables and you do nothing and with the information. Yeah, you made her come back and apologize to me, but it was a half a apology. I mean, I didn't know it was that serious. So. Ma'am, you had me cornered in my cube. I couldn't go nowhere. What do you mean? You didn't know that it was that serious. You right. No worries. I think from that point on, from that day until I left, I was just real quiet. Like, please don't talk to me. I'm just here. I'm just here to do my work. To do my job. And Eat that's my it. Sandwich. Um, so Leslie said, but let's be real. White people aren't the only ones who do this. Black people do this to each other. Oh, too. I've had it done. Absolutely. We will take each other ideas. And and that those are moments when I can have those real one-on-one -on -one conversations and be like, hey, sis, let me say something. I don't even operate like that. Yeah. So next time you feel the need to snatch up something yeah. I didn't created a mm -mm. yeah. Um <laughs> Shannon said, and better be glad that DLC taught us to respect our elders. Help listen, because that <laughs> yeah, it was serious, right. like it was real intense. Like I don't. I've never been bullied like that outside of the one and only fight I've ever been in. And that was in fifth grade on the bus and got cornered for real. Like I've never, cause I'm just like, what do I do? I'm trying to be Christian and sanctified and not cuss nobody out and pray. But I'm just like, Jesus, this is so hard. The Lord probably would have been up there shaking his head at me. I really felt like calling Jesus on the main line, but I just felt like my cousin Peter was going to answer the phone and he was going to tell me, cuss the, I mean, cuss the girl out. And I was gonna be like, I will do that, Peter. I will do that. Um, pineapples. Sorry, pineapples. Hippa. <laughs> PKJ said allyship is good, but real time unmuting must take place. Just in case your ally is not present, you have to call stuff out. There is no way. There is a way to do it, but it must be done. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a way for you to do something. Like absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, a good resource is called a book. 
or good resources, a book called Crucial Conversations. Yep. Read that. Mama Marguerite said, oh. I felt the pain as a child. Why you why you do her comment like that? Mama Marguerite said, I felt the pain as a charge nurse in pre-op and no backup from my manager. Ooh, but, I was as, to stay but as soon as I stepped down and the white girls, and yes, I said white girls became charge nurses. Anything they did was backed up by the manager. I transferred to another department and now I have the best white manager and she gave me the best compliments on my evaluation that almost had me crying because I've never had that in other departments. They had me crying for the wrong reasons, but I'm good now. Can you say glory? Glow, glory? Because I was ready to go up there. Oh, you, you was. Listen, ma'am, you, you was ready to. Was. Oh, Lord. I'll play by my mom. Samaria's. It's that. That is not that woman. Tamara, I always get messed up. I'm sick of her. She can't come on the next episode. Because it's Kendra for me. She can't come come on the next episode. Now, this is what... What Tamara say? She, oh, she Peter. So, yeah, this is the last... Uh, the last kind of like stat, if you will. I'm trying to click off all my stuff. And that is the one and onlies. So, you know, there are... In some cases, we are either the only woman or the only black woman. So we're double onlys. Have you all ever been in a situation where you were the only woman or the only black woman or the only black in a room um, or in a department? Oh, in a room? I'm just saying in the corporate sector, like, has there ever been a place where you've had where you were the only or a double only? Definitely. Like, was that guy still working on you, Miss Shaw? <laughs> <laughs> he is, boo. You know it. He is. I, you know, I'm just, listen. Yeah. Shannon said all the time, and I can honestly say that for her. Like, I think it was like out of, Shannon, you might can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think out of like 300 employees in the building, it was 13 people of color. Wow. So. I mean, I would say... In my department currently, in my previous job too, um, I would say we was very diverse. Now the job before that, baby, it was all black, and we were forced to um, add some diversity. But How I feel like we—I feel like we added Hispanic. Hmm. So she could do both. She can translate, and she could do the front desk. <laughs> Shannon said, "But they're getting used to my voice now. I'm that chick. You better let them know." You better let you better let them know, sis. Cause listen, I don't get no W two from from there no more. I I'll come down there, I knock it out. No, I'm playing. I'm I'm changed, Jesus. Just a little bit. I be want to, but you know, I I, I, ain't, I ain't even gonna do them like that. Do I ain't gonna do. So how do we overcome this though? Like what what are some tips that we can give, or what what's some wisdom that you can give as far as how you overcome these particular uh gaps microaggressions allyships things of that nature um i my suggestion is to just confront it head on um my nine to five job is i'm a i'm a trainer so i travel all over the state providing trainings for um different early childhood programs right mm -hmm. So this one particular time, so I have two experiences. This mm -hmm. one particular time, I was in Pocahontas, Arkansas, Ooh. doing a training. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, so where, we around by where is that at for the people that ain't from uh, Arkansas? Northeast Arkansas. Oh, wait, you was where? Pocahontas. 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 Oh yeah, that's your first indicator. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know we got people that ain't from Arkansas. But yeah, north northeast Arkansas, which and I went to school up there, so I'm thinking, oh okay, well you know that area ain't too bad, you know. Right. I spent years there, right? So I'm there. Um, I didn't realize how non-diverse that area actually was. So I get mm-hmm. there to do the training and I notice because I'm out I always take an assessment. Mm-hmm. Oh. You're the only one. Yeah, it's just me. Does it did that make you feel uncomfortable? Not at all. It just lets me know how to maneuver. Approach proceed. Yeah. Right. So I get into my training class because I think it was about four or five trainers we all went together and then each of us had a assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my assistant was there, but she was, all the assistants were kind of just floating, you mm-hmm. know? So, um, I noticed that she never left my classroom and I'm like, what you doing? You know, I'm good. You know, yeah, I'm not started now. So while I'm noticing that I like to walk around the room, mm-hmm. be interactive, talk to my people. But I noticed when I get to this certain side of the room, hey peanut, there's this lady that crouches every like every time I not, get over not there. She was intimidated like me. it's it's a real like oh don't let her brush up against me or nothing. Mm. So I'm like okay. So then we go to break, and so my aide, I'm like, why you ain't checking on nobody else? You know what's going on? She was like, I've just heard some comments in here, and I don't want to leave you in here by yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm good. You know, ain't nobody said nothing. I'm all right. right. So then I just keep noticing that this same lady is like making it obvious that she does not want me to touch her, right? So right. I just start intentionally walking over. Oh, you will. And just girl, kinda, I'm not gonna do you that. Will. brushing her back, you know, you as I'm I go a, by. No <laughs> and so I just want to see the reaction. I just want to see is she gonna say, Oh my god, don't touch me there. You know? Yeah. She never did. Never did. But as the training went by, she became more and more relaxed. Mm-hmm. After the training, she came up to me and told me that she had told my assistant that she didn't want to hear nothing I had to say because I was black. So my, my assistant didn't tell me that. Do what now? But that, that was her Baby. problem. She didn't want to hear nothing I had to say. She was like, but I have to apologize to you mm-hmm. because this is one of the best trainings I've mm-hmm. ever been through in my entire career. But she was like, I am so sorry. And I was like, I could feel that. Like, I sent that from you. Mm-hmm. But I wanted you to be uncomfortable. You weren't going to make, make me, me uncomfortable. uncomfortable. And she was like, right. and I can appreciate that, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's, address it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and I'm distracted. So now I'm, you Off know. my game and can't. Yeah, and everybody not getting what they're supposed to get. But, you know, some people don't know how to do that. Like, some when they don't. get uncomfortable, like, and I've been in those situations where I've gotten, I've let people get me uncomfortable and I get uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. When I get uncomfortable, leave me alone, get out of my face. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, oh, you want to speak? Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This, this, and that. And I'm known as Medea mm-hmm. around the department. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still working on me. You ain't there yet, sis? Well, <laughs> as it relates to being in certain, like I said, that particular environment, because it was a ministry, mm-hmm. you know. I, I mean, but even at church. Speaking oh, no. At, at at church, I, oh, I've been at my know. well. I'm at my church almost twenty years now. So if, if they don't know, 
uh, Julie and Nicole by now. Uh, I, which side can't help you? Sound like a personal problem to me because <laughs> I'm 20 years in the game, boo. So right. uh, get out your feelings. It is what it is. I mm-hmm. said what I said. Um, that's the one thing that I can honestly say about my church ministry mm-hmm. because there's a core group that, you know, came from a previous ministry. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, because we do life together, we don't mm-hmm. just go to church, we do life together. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a small gap for offense and misunderstandings because I mean, we do life together. Not to say that we we're a family, like all families, we have our, our issues. But if I said what I said, I said what I said. And mm-hmm. we've done life together. Right. Crystal core, not click. There is a core group at the ministry. Okay. Not a click, mm-hmm. but because we do life together and we can have those, informal moments even like with us like if we have a oops uh julia messed up she wigged out like i'm sorry that's a sensitive topic we can (laughs) we can come and say hey you offended me when you said xyz we can deal with it Mm -hmm. and move forward now that may not be the case for new individuals but but okay I get the concept. You did not say that, but I get the concept. Didn't, didn't say what? She didn't say. I didn't say, oh, you were offended You hurt my feelings. No, I'm just saying. Keisha was ready to go to blows. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how she was going to do it. I don't know if she's going to drive. I don't know how she was going to do it. We was definitely on the phone when they had She wasn't getting in the gate, though, so I don't know how she was still She want to wait on somebody. Hey. I don't I don't know how she was gonna get in the gate. But that's neither here nor My leg's rocking now. Don't worry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hey, she came for me. Girl, hung up the, I just hung up the phone. Do, look, do we need to address something? Right. You uh-huh. still shaking. It You're just right. it still it triggers. It triggers <laughs> you. Triggers it, it, yes. I'm sorry. Yes. But no, like <laughs> seriously, like as far as ministry goes, I just feel like I've I've grown comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. Not saying that I'm complacent it's, and it's a you just gotta accept me how I am. No, yeah. it's not that it's just a matter of you see, I have a leadership. Is, I'm, there I'm a work in progress. You right. know what I'm saying? But it, it makes a difference when your leadership back you up too. And even in corporate too. America. Yeah, now I will say because I fight right? for mine, honey. Now and, and, and mine fight for me. You would think that would be the case, and that's actually one of my tips. So as far as <laughs> triggered the baby, I'm sorry. As far as so the first tip that I that I had was don't be afraid to be you. And that just kind of goes back to what you just said. You know, don't be like be who you are. Um, don't be complacent in who you are. Like we all have areas of opportunity and we all have room to grow. Absolutely. But don't shrink back. Mm-hmm. Or don't um, dilute yourself so that you can be more digestible to other people. Let them choke. Because I, I feel like you won't grow. Right. Right. Can, can I share another yeah. experience that where I had to say no hmm? and, be, hmm. and be comfortable with saying no? Ooh, I think we had to a, turn on. That was a while ago. Oh, so uh, this, like, this is the episode we nah, had. Nah, nah, oh, okay. you, nah, we remember we followed up. She ain't said no, nobody. Mm-hmm. I ain't said no. Come on with this situation. <laughs> but this, so this particular situation, Arkansas people know the reputation that Harrison, Arkansas. Oh, oh, oh yeah. my God. I was sent to Harrison to do a training, mm-hmm. which 
prior to that, I had been up there several times already to do a training. Right. It's always been an uncomfortable thing, but they always send a bodyguard with me, right? Okay, bodyguard. That that one like, white person that's going to come to the rescue. Yeah. Oh, I won't let anybody do anything to her, right? Mm. So this one particular that's time, it was actually the two of us. <laughs> the two of us or whatever. Uh, and then they sent a bodyguard with us. Um, but it was because we said... We don't want to go up there. Yeah, mm. we don't want to go. But, oh, well, I'll go with you. I won't let anything happen. Okay, girl. <laughs> okay. So this one particular day, okay. we we went up the evening before. So we already we drove over to Branson for dinner because I was like I'm not I'm not and doing I, it right. We drove over to Branson for dinner, came back, went to the hotel, went to sleep. Like that was it. In and out, hood mm-hmm. so nice. <laughs> everything like <laughs> trying to get in. Don't oh nobody see us. And so that morning we got up to go downstairs to go uh, have breakfast before we went to train mm-hmm. and I mean our experience had been perfect you know um we get down to breakfast and this one gentleman gets upset because we sit down and he jumps up and all we hear is I'm not dining with these guests I'm not dining with these guests well, be like, it's over our head doing you know this mm-hmm. so I'm packing my little stuff up and my co-worker was like sit around I'm like, man, I don't want to. (laughs) Our bodyguard is over at the front counter doing something. So she hears this and she come over. I'm like, I don't bodyguard. So the the hotel manager comes and was like, Well, sir, if you don't want to dine with them, you can go outside, you can go back to your room, you know, whatever. Right. By this time I'm shame, right? Mm Because I mean it's a huge ordeal. So we go training, training is fine. No more problems. We go, come back home. So in our next team meeting, we share our experience and tell them we're not going back up there. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like told, no, that didn't happen. That doesn't happen anymore. That stuff doesn't happen anymore. Oh, oh here's like, Okay, and for the ones that's not from Arkansas, like Harrison, Arkansas is the the KKK uh, capital mm-hmm. or like KKK when you go to Branson, like you need to drive past to change it. their image. Oh, okay. Higher brand strategies, but go ahead. But anyways, so like we we're telling, it, it was like a huge fight. Like we even had to justify with the travel department why we drove to Branson to eat dinner. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? What else do I need to tell you? Right. Except my I didn't feel comfortable. Right. Right. Eating there, like. And if it gets to the point where you don't want to give me my money back, I don't care. Like, it ain't that, not not right. it ain't exactly. that serious. But I, I told him, like, I'm not going back up there. Right. And they were like, well, that's your job. So if we have a program that's up there. Okay, well, you go. See, that's me. I'm not going back up there. So y'all can figure something else out. Right. Gotta hire another trainer that take up. So that's how it is now. There's another trainer who goes to that area. But the fact that I had to even defeat, like, you think I made that up? Right. You think I just came back just to say, like, I never just come to you guys and say, I'm not doing something Mm -hmm. or I don't feel comfortable doing something. So when I come to you this time, it shouldn't Mm -hmm. put up a red flag. Like, you should be like, oh, well, if she's saying something, you know. So it's like the allyship, Mm -hmm. bodyguard. That's what I look at, man. That's how they feel. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm protecting her from 
all the stuff that's happening or whatever. But um, the fact that we have to even defend that. Mm -hmm. And then for a co co-worker to come back and say, well, I don't feel comfortable going to Pine Bluff. To well, don't go, Aldo. I said, first of all, <laughs> we don't care about y'all. <laughs> if we see you driving now, if you look like you lost, we might we'll flag, flag you down. down and be like, but you ain't nobody gonna hurt no soul in Pine Exactly. since we're talking about black women exactly. black women are afraid to speak up mm -hmm. or and tell their experience because their experience doesn't get recognized and mm -hmm. that's what shannon said like um that's the main thing i hate when people of color tell you something believe them mm -hmm. like why do you have to jump through hoops for people to recognize and understand we're not making this up like mm -hmm. this actually happened mm -hmm. so question oh or a comment question so like i know we're talking about us in what you call it women of color while working in corporate america but me having a black son mm -hmm. um doing parent teacher conference yesterday i think i had the lady shook and i didn't mean to <clears throat> but <laughs> i just uh she couldn't see me on the other end because i had oh. my camera off but i was like is you gonna say something but pretty much i just told her my concerns relating to diversity within the school mm -hmm. i voiced it to the principal mm -hmm. and i voiced it to the assistant principal it's what y'all do is what y'all do right. but i do know and this can happen in corporate america you can do one thing and you may be another color and you may just don't do that mm -hmm. but my son you got a whole rap sheet mm -hmm. on what he didn't oh, yeah. uh, they told me they told me i, I was still in time i mean you know but but you got other folks so it's like but i'm even got, having to teach him yeah you got at go. this early age like because ain't all can staff you? is the other color right you there's not a black do. staff and there's nothing wrong with that but i just don't know if that would be the best fit for him mm -hmm. which i know we'll talk about the fit i was gonna say that's a district thing though mm -hmm. it is and i know and it's a good school and i did tell her maybe i, I should have alerted you to that well i looked at it but yeah no I i'm just more, saying yeah. like what you mean a lot it's an age old yeah you know what i mean like this ain't new oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what i mean everybody knows that that particular school that particular yeah. school and, and that's what and i told her I said right it's not, it. and she did say she said i can't tell you what she said i can't tell you how to feel she said but all kids are treated the same i just said are we sure about that and she said well i know how you and she had to correct us so she said i don't know how you feel mm -hmm. you don't no. because you're not raising a black boy mm -hmm. or you're not raising an african-american child so you don't know how we feel and same thing i definitely feel like it starts at that age because it carries on to us now that we're working in corporate right. america trying to figure out like is this the right mm -hmm. fit for us girl that's difficult that's that's difficult because like so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna skim through these next tips so I can get to what I'm getting ready to answer that too. So tip two: understand your personality, your strengths, your natural abilities. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we get so stuck on our areas of improvement and our weaknesses mm -hmm. instead of looking at those and trying to uh, make them work for us. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I know I, I I'm aware that I'm still working on my facial expressions and me too. And my I think I've got the tact thing down. It's just my facial expressions. Um, and so I I work to try to make sure I don't put myself in positions where I got to figure out how I'm going to fix my face because I don't want these people <laughs> to know what I'm really thinking is that stupid. The mask kept now. Well, we have well, right, right. now because oh, um, So thank God for the camera on camera, off camera. Right. Um, tip number three, find your sweet spot. Yeah. When you're navigating corporate America, find your sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Whatever your passion is, whatever you're good at, try to, and I'm not saying keep yourself in a box. That's not what I'm saying, right. but just find you a sweet spot. You know, um, for me, that looked different in different positions. Mm-hmm. You know, um, typically in jobs, I'm kind of a out in the open. I'm real mm-hmm. extra and, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm at now. I just want to eat my cheese sandwich. I want to be an individual contributor. I don't want to be responsible for nobody but Julia. And I just but want to eat my think, cheese sandwich. But do you think it's dimming your personality? Or? I don't think it's dimming my personality. I just think is it is because there are so many individuals on my current team. It's kind of like a crab in a bucket mentality. Everybody trying to be, you know, in front of people. Oh, and okay. they trying to get up there with the, And I ain't trying to. I, I You don't have. Listen, I just I just want to get my check in for week because here's the thing i'm i'm not here to be a shining star um <laughs> just do i'm just here to do my job um <laughs> i don't really care because for me i kind of have to fill out companies first before mm-hmm. i can kind of find my my spot you know and i'm two years in i don't really know a lot of senior leadership not trying to be on their radar i'm not trying to do none of that you know what i'm saying because i don't feel like i'm acclimated to the culture just yet I don't know if that'll ever change if I'm there longer, but because I I was in management for seven, eight years, that can kind of burn you out being responsible for mm-hmm. multiple people at one time. So I I, I enjoy being an individual contributor. Yeah. Okay. So that's my sweet spot. But that was something totally different in another position. Well, that's I I had to learn that. Um I started out because I've been in my job seven years now. Okay. Oh, father. Um, but I started out being very vocal and participating. Mm, it feel like it too. You know, participating and stuff. But then once I started seeing how what I said wasn't really, mm-hmm. yeah. I started coming back. And so then my supervisor started saying, I noticed when we're in big group settings, you don't really say, don't, say a whole lot. Don't. When it's, you know, a smaller group, mm-hmm. you know, you'll share it. I want you to be like that all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm right. like, no, no, thank you. I I can't. Like, because right. I've learned. Mm-hmm. And then people, that's when all that, oh, she's intimidating me. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's mean. Oh, sha da 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 da. I don't have time for that. I ain't got time for that. I don't. I'd rather just wait. Yeah. And then it's not me dimming. Right. Right. Life. There's a time and a place. I ain't got the share. Yeah. Time. I ain't got, I don't. Because yeah. then you'll be calling me Miss Know It All. That's it. So pick, pick your battle. Which, which, what you want me to do? You want me to be yeah. quiet or you want me to say something? Mm-hmm. Um, Tip four mentor other women of color. Like if you're in a mm-hmm. position where you can be of influence, mm-hmm. and there are other African American women that are in your on your team in your your department in your line of business you know 
utilize that to build that allyship and mentor others. Um, there is one particular, um, an old employee that I had at a previous POE. I can call her name, Jamie. She stuck to me even now that I, I don't work there anymore. She has, she kind of took over my role under the diversity and inclusion when I left there. She's joined Chick Time, which is the nonprofit I volunteer with. Mm -hmm. And that kind of just stuck and stuck. And so that mentorship has expanded from mm -hmm. that particular POE, but it's, it's nothing for her to email me or to not email me, but text me and say, Julia, how does email sound? Mm -hmm. Julia, what you what you think I ought to say to so-and-so? Um, how do you think I should phrase it for them to be able to receive it? And, you know, mm -hmm. her being able to still reach out yeah. and get that type of mentorship. Mm -hmm. um, my mentor started off in Girl Scouts, Kelly. Y'all know my sister Kelly Hall. Um, Started out as a mentor and that has evolved into yeah. now it's a sisterhood. And that's that's my big sister. We do ministry together. We do life together. So you never know what impact you can make mm -hmm. by mentoring another woman of color. My um, one of my first jobs right out of college, I worked with she was at, she's my cousin, um, but older, always been, you know, somebody I looked up to as a mentor mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm worked with her there was this one situation where there was like this huge project I was working on now my boss walked by several times saw what I was doing how I was Didn't doing ask you if you needed any help no that wasn't the problem oh, okay waited until I completed it to say let me review it and picked out all the stuff that he felt was wrong mm. and said I had to start over and do it again mm. and what I do start over and do it again no because <laughs> okay, I was like, right. I know what I would do, but I was waiting. My legs got to shaking. Mm -hmm. uh -oh, uh -oh. Tears start rolling down my face. Mm -hmm. that, that was that I'm um, um, angry. Get I'm out of my face. Mm -hmm. Like she was on FaceTime that day. She was. And she, she, I was like, she, uh, she had to pull me to the side to say, "Don't you ever, if you need to excuse yourself, Hello? go to the car." Mm -hmm. You do you that. You do that. Yeah. Don't you ever sit in their face and let okay. them see you cry. Because he don't know you crying because you pissed. Right. Why? He think you're crying because he, crying he, cause he didn't hurt your feelings. Yeah. Uh -huh. So there were several lessons like that that she taught me mm -hmm. that have, you know, expanded over into other jobs and stuff. And so I do, you know, because, and that's what she said. You so young and dumb. But she didn't mean it in a in a disrespectful way, it was just a, you ain't experienced. <laughs> like you ain't, you haven't yeah. gone through these things, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so she was just like, if you just shut up sometimes and let me tell you something. Oh girl, she I told my coworker that yesterday. Oh yeah. yeah. If you just shut up sometimes and let me tell you something, you probably be all right. Yeah. So that's I'm the thing. The ministry of shut up. Yeah, the ministry right. of shut up. Iba baba shut up. Hey, glory. Oh my gosh. Um, Shannon <laughs> gave a tip. Shannon said, "Ask questions that cause those in leadership to have to find." Hey, because I can't read all of that. Read that. To correct. Ask questions that cause mm -hmm. those in leaderships to have to find correct and proper answers. Don't accuse the. Don't accuse or bring allegations. Ask questions so that the answers that are found clearly show an inequity or disparity gap. Yeah, that's what she has said. And then Tamara, keep going. So confused. She gonna have to Tamara said, Keetra, I totally understand because going back to drug testing, 
I had to learn to walk away from certain coworkers because she felt like I was uh, intimidated her or didn't understand her. Yep. Um, and then Ms. Margarita said, I took a few of the unit coordinators in our department under my wing to guide them, but most importantly, yes, to let them know I have their back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's important though. I got to know you have my back if I'm working for you. Right. So I'm gonna have yours. Um and then keep showing up. Yeah, five, just keep showing up. There are gonna be some hard times. It's gonna be some fun times. It's some days it's, I just don't want to go to work with the TikTok and say, Have you ever been? Have you ever got to work and you ready to go? And ready to go. <laughs> just got to work. They'll be like, Good morning. Ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Rest to go. That is me some days. I just be ready and that's to go bad. before Sometimes I leave the house. It'd be me and I work from home. But anyway, mm. um, tip mm. number six let your behavior and work ethic dispel stereotypes. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I have to make sure that when I'm responding in email, I read it like three times. because I, I read it like three times. Email. And then if I still feel like told you, I'd be like, mm -mm, let me just delete out it. I'm gonna come back to that later when I get my, my thoughts together, because nice. I can even come across intimidating in email so yeah, I sometimes i send it you because, know why? well mm -mm, i don't care you know no, why? because i said what i said yes but i okay uh -uh. so this is why i i check myself because number one mm -mm. the evidence is already going to be stacked against them because you know i keep every email every i, I am checking like i'm going to go ahead and lay it all out for you this is what i said this is what it is pay attention to your previous email i'm not going to repeat it again and I know if your feelings hurt i can't i can't help you i don't don't, have no don't come in my office how you the door is closed well, Just right, because you can't tell tone. You can't tell tone. I didn't, I didn't, mean, I didn't mean it like that. I'm not, I ain't got no exclamation point. Like that, I ain't got no all caps either. So I'm not yelling. I'm just telling you what I said. Okay, we'll go to, we'll go to tips. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, you can read that. Go back and read that. I was just talking about what Keetra said. We have severed so many parts of who we are, our feelings, our voices, our personalities, etc. And that means we need to lament. Holding all of that in will cause pain in our bodies. Racial trauma, big T or little T, is an issue. So, you know, that is, Shannon, it's interesting that you said that. And I don't know, I think we've talked about it. But, like, that period after I left, like, I, in a sense, got quiet. Like, I kind of went into a recluse mode. And that's actually outside of, outside of losing KJ, losing my uncle, having those experiences in that that ministry and my eyes just being open like dang this be happening in corporate america but it's happening in ministry too that's cr like this is crazy to sit at a table with the president and ceo and other members of the board and not just fun, and not just my testimony but other people of color that were invited to the table to hear certain things that they had gone through. Mm -hmm. um, and even my sister that I wasn't aware of. And at that point, I'm like, they did what? Because at so that point, I'm ready, ready to, turn, to jump on the table. You ready to turn some more tables over. But because of that, like, that was really the number one reason I started therapy. Because I was just like, this can't be, like, this is weird. Like, it was a different, it was a different sense or a different face of racism that I experienced. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, you know, losing your brother right. at the hands of police. That mixed with now you get a whole new look at not just racism, but how certain white Christians act. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? 
And I say that in quotation. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, many of the leaders of the KKK uh -huh. are also members well, of the, the other cloth. I was getting ready to that say the, the ministry like is a, 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 a evangelical ministry. I'll put that out there. So you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And they are a subsidiary of crew. Um, and they they getting towed up right now. If, if you on Twitter, if you're on social media, trust me, in the Southern Baptist Convention, they all getting ate up right now um, with this whole, what is it? There's the critical race theory. Oh, I don't know. talking about all of that. Um, but yeah, that was like one of the things that really prompted me to start going to uh, to therapy. Um, this is the one that got me. This is a tip that I don't think we actually just really talked about a lot. But don't automatically assume blacks in leadership are going to bend over backwards to support you. I made that mistake in one role because the person in HR was African-American. And I thought because they were an African-American mm -hmm. that they was going to have my back on certain things. That is actually case. why I left the job for the job, mm -hmm. job. That is actually why I left because my immediate supervisor was african-american but when the white counterpart started coming down to her because i was saying my team is doing this and doing that or you know not supporting me mm -hmm. that that that's what they thought i was gonna do and what i say write me up right because what i'm saying is what i'm saying, saying. and then i left and then what they do can you come back no listen when i put in my two-week resignation that 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 person had was in surgery the day before and was in recovery got their resignation email called me um what do you have going on because these people said you put in your resignation and did and did because i got to go and did um and like shannon said all skin folk ain't kin folk and ain't and ain't um another thing another tip to help you navigate corporate america is to find your squad like mm -hmm. i honestly can say my squad and my previous not the previous one before where I'm in now because that's the ministry. But my previous squad, um, we're all still friends now. But it was literally my best friend Chanel was on my squad. We were on the same team. And that really helped us get through certain changes that were implemented within the organization, but also allowed us to. So when we would do performance reviews, mm -hmm. um, at one point in time, it was not just um, your manager commenting on you. They would literally pull all of the supervisors and managers in the boardroom, and we would literally go through every single call center employee. And we would have to speak to, right, we would have to speak to certain things. Um, and that was one thing that we we kind of held, held strongly to was to make sure that we made sure we were being the voice and painting our people in the light that, shape, that they should be painted in. Right. You know, if there were certain um, questions about their judgment or performance, um, and we could confirm it in black and white, we would speak to that. And that was just, that really helped us get through certain periods. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had one supervisor and she was really only my supervisor for a brief moment in time, but she had a reputation in the department to be like a- For Ishbe? That. Mm -hmm. uh, is that people in? Yeah. Ishmael. I don't know. Uh, but she had to do my evaluation this one particular time. And I already, I had gone in like, oh, I don't even want to hear nothing she got to say, you know. But when I tell you I got the most 
feedback. Feedback out of that evaluation. Because anytime she said something, it nothing was negative, but anytime she said, you know, maybe you could work on this, it came with a suggestion. A suggestion, or you know, like yeah. and it made me look at her totally different, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just from that one encounter. Um, and so I feel like she became a part of my squad because then I knew I could go and ask questions and you know what I mean? And really, um, Mm -hmm. okay, pull off and really, you know, be able to know I'm getting honest feedback. Right. Right. Yeah. And then the last tip that I had was know your worth and do what's best for you because ultimately Mm -hmm. it's your mental health. Um, If you feel like, Hey, it's time for me to move on find somewhere else do what's best for you i know one of the tips that we gave was to keep showing up but sometimes you can't keep showing up because if if if, if you keep showing up you might go to jail Mm -hmm. so if that means you got to leave then leave if that means you got to take fmla take fmla do what you need to do for you but don't dim your light do not shrink back and don't underestimate yourself Mm -hmm. always know your worth and do what's best for you I know we have uh, put on the screen some of the tips that you all have provided. If you have any others, definitely drop them in the comments. But um, it's been a great conversation tonight. I think we were um, know when to leave loud or when to stay and don't play. Absolutely. Um, Your exit can be um, can be quiet, but loud. Um, I know when I put in my two week resignation before I went to the ministry, no one even knew I was looking for a job. Like I had three operation managers reach out. I was like, Julia, like, is there something we can do? Are you okay? What's mm-hmm. going on? I'm like nothing. I just feel like my season is up here. I have an opportunity to join a ministry and do ministry. Uh, see, we and <laughs> you know, I mean, it, I didn't leave on bad terms. Now, granted, there were a lot of changes and it was a lot of, my workload was increasing that I felt like, okay, mentally, I'm not going to be able to do this and do it um, with excellence. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to be able to do this job and do it. With I got to go. I got to find something else. We've seen people's attempts to exit be totally sabotaged. What you mean? Mm-hmm. So, what you mean? Sometimes they like to stir up a little mess. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like when, when that new job calling to get their reference. Mm-hmm. So, so now we've I haven't left, but other people who have left would be like, Katra, something you don't know about that. So, so when they call you, like, instead of actually giving who number supposed to be on there. I guess that's weird for me because all of the POEs that I've worked for, they only do verifications through the work number. So, and the only information they give is the date you I were had, hired, the date yeah, you resigned. I've had somebody, I know you ain't my supervisor, and I'm like, but can you? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I've had people do that to me yeah. too, and I'm I'm going to give them the same information work number. Give you. That's crazy. People are still doing but it though. That information is volunteered though. No, the other person didn't ask for it, but it's volunteered. There's an extra step that happens to make sure. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous and so sad. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. And I ain't gonna say leadership wide, but I have heard of some instances where that has happened. Wow. That's- mm-hmm. 
Baby, I ain't, I'm not gonna rain on nobody's saying, parade. I'm not gonna stop you like, at all. if you got the lead, I want everybody lead. to grow. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't dare do that at all. Um, so yeah, let us know what you all think about the episode in the comments. And Shannon said, "Ain't that against the law?" I think it. I feel like it is because I'm just know. like. But also, Shannon, you got to keep in mind where she work, and I we can't reveal that. But I'll text you and let you know. But I. I always thought it was against the law to reveal more information than you're supposed to, but uh, but you have some that will do it though. Yeah, like that, that's crazy. I'm not gonna do that though. Ain't nobody got time for that. I, I but if you got time. all this bad stuff said by me, just let me go. Let me go. Just let me you go. gotta let me go. It's just, it's just too much. So I think um, tonight's been been cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't bite nobody head off. I don't feel like uh, I bit somebody head off. I know. Was that the goal? No. Right. I, I was trying to make sure I maintained myself. Oh, okay. Um, I absolutely think the convo was needed. I think we provided some insight into um, some of the things that we are up against in corporate America and providing tips. So. Um, we will post these tips on our social media platforms. Again, if you are not already um, following us, make sure you like our Facebook page, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to our YouTube page. Whoop, whoop. You can always go back and catch the replay. Um, all they're supposed to give is hire date, last date. Yeah. And if they're rehirable, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. that's why I'm, I'm looking that like... That's why they need to get the corporate number. They need to get the head people number and them people. But I've had that issue and they say, we don't know anything about Right, it. we don't know Peanut anything Peanut said, your hair is real cute and she Thank didn't want to interrupt y'all episode with that, so she had to wait. Girl, Thank you could have said that. Shout out to my wig, Teak. Peanut. Oh, Peanut, show Liz. Show me how to lay this thing for the gods. Oh, you laid it, girl. I laid it. It she is melted, girl. It's melted. She she told me. I said, now send me those tips again. It's so melted. I ain't gonna tell y'all where she's going tonight, but it look like she's trying to get chose, don't do I and do. Don't get Bravo Scene on here, but don't get him started. <laughs> <laughs> now we're gonna tell him to go back and watch the replay so he can comment. Oh. So next time, um, I believe it's November 5th, I believe. Thanks, That's mommy. why I was sitting here looking. Mm -hmm. We're going to the next one. We're going to nail episode. We're gonna still do your episode. Mm -hmm. to be What's my episode? episode? <laughs> hold, hold your mute production. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, we gonna post and tell y'all when we coming back here. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, that on my calendar? It is November fifth. It is because no, I didn't change the dates when we pushed it back. But I don't even have. Okay. I know. Thank y'all so much today. for tuning in. We appreciate y'all. Make sure you like, comment, share, um, and we'll see y'all next time. Um, we hope y'all have an amazing weekend. Be safe. Um, this and what, yeah. this what mine is like. I, I don't I don't know what Keetra got going on over here, but uh, we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us. We hope y'all have a wonderful evening, and we'll see y'all next time. So, Bye. Deuces. Bye.